Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy, and today I'm actually quite happy to bring this person to you because Pete and I have known each other for just shy of a year now. Yeah. He's a complete pleb, I will say that right now, just simply <laughs> because he's cancelled on me like three times and I still want him on the show. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Just kidding. Oh, he's God. actually <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that right now, you guys are in for a fucking ride. This guy is hilarious as fuck. Really, really, like, he's just such a smart salesperson and business person in general that if you don't walk away with, like, three pages of notes at the very minimum, listen to it again and slap yourself in the face for not taking more notes because this shit's <laughs> going to be amazing. Uh, this dude has gone has gone from, I don't know how much he wants me to mention this, but fuck it. He's essentially kind of what I would call the Joey Diaz of business right now. In the sense of he's funny as fuck, but he's kind of gone through like the crazy side, like uh, hustling, dealing drugs, doing that kind of stuff, and then mastering all that hustle and street smarts and turning it into like a business that's profitable. Real quick shout out as well before we get started. Check out lucidselling.com. I think that's your site as well, Pete. Lucidselling. That's it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's me, man. Lucidselling.com. They're the sponsor of this show uh, for this episode. Adelamarcy.com. You know, you can get all the other podcasts there. Uh, subscribe, rate, submit a review. We always love reading those. It's absolutely fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, let's just get started with this. Pete, thank you for being here. My pleasure, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on. What a what a fucking way to uh, to to sell me up. Yeah, hopefully some people can uh, can get some uh, some information from this and, and use it. Oh fuck yeah, they will. If they don't, they're just idiots and shouldn't be listening to my show at all. Uh, well, absolutely, absolutely. But no, thank you. Might be my pleasure, and I you know good to actually get on here at, uh, at last because I, I know i've dicked you around a little bit ah, from time yeah, to time mate it's just like either you couldn't make it or i couldn't make it it was a last minute cancel my voice went out or some other <laughs> bullshit it's like trust me the universe had its way of getting us to this point it's like all right you motherfuckers you guys are gonna finally do this absolutely <laughs> man absolutely and here we are here we are but uh, no been an uh, absolute <laughs> pleasure to have me on so thank you oh you're very welcome all right so real quickly like something i gotta just bring right to the forefront is how the fuck did you transition? Because like in in like a year, you've gone from this dude that was relatively unknown to like the forefront of a lot of great people's attentions. Like you got me, you got Trevor, you got a few other people, and we just like we all fucking love you. I mean that's you. that's pretty fucking obvious. But like, how the hell did you do that? Because that is some next level visibility shit that I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? It's influence persuasion it's it's as simple as fucking it, it took a, a lot of hard work to uh yeah i, I think i'd uh, i can reasonably say I, I sit on the same table as, as some of the cool kids in this little uh, little bubble that we uh, frequent but uh, yeah man just fucking i despise the term hustle fucking hate it i, I yep. i'm inherently lazy try and work as little as possible um I'm gonna stick Go a, I'm gonna stick a pin in that for a second. Just say when I mentioned hustler, I didn't mean the hustle Gary V. No, <laughs> yeah. I actually I actually mean in the legit classic term, yeah. which is like, dude, we're on the street. I'm gonna hustle you for some money. That's essentially yeah, yeah, what yeah. duty was. Just an FYI for the people who are like, yeah, fuck this guy. It's like, no, listen, yeah. you dumbass, listen to what he's saying. <laughs> fuck Gary V as well. Um, and more importantly, but- just a heads up. Sorry, I've got to jump this in. Um, the rest of the show, we're both British. We're going to be using a lot of the... We're going to say fuck a lot. So, yeah, just a heads up. Prepare yourself to hear the word fuck a lot in the show. I'm, I'm going to throw in a few cunts as well, just because it's the, the best word in, in the English language. Yep, there goes like half my audience in America. Yes, you, you 
dick. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Who gives a shit? It's like if you don't know <laughs> if you don't know I like using that word, then sorry, dude. Just you know, yeah. it's just a thing. We yeah. don't want you here. We don't want you here if you don't like that word. Or if you can't stomach it and just get some good. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just go with it. All right, please continue. I'll think, yeah. 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 So how, how did I get there? I mean, I, I always had it in my head. It was kind of, it was almost like a little social experiment, um, I guess, where it was, um, to win the sort of hearts and minds of people and, and become involved. It's, uh, although I've been on social media for, for years, um, for, you know, I've, I've never used it for this. So it was just basically just, just taking some, some sort of average and then quite some high level influence and persuasion techniques and just like anything in life, just, just building relationships with people that is simple as that simple as that. That's pretty dead simple. All right, so I'm gonna, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you which persuasion techniques did you actually use? Oh man, all, all of them. How how long have we got here? It's 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 just you know, I knew yeah, sales as as most people know is what I do. Um, but yeah, I, I I used sort of basic modeling. I saw what some of the let's say big players in in this little bubble were doing and just just modeled that really just uh you know uh, but it's it it wasn't even like weapons grade persuasion it was just fucking it was just literally connecting with people people you know people buy people they like and it would appear that i'm not such a cunt and people actually although you wouldn't think it if you saw my personal facebook profile but yeah people people seem to like it and you know i know it works in all honesty, nearly everyone you've connected with is a cunt on some degree, so it's fine. You've basically just attracted the right type of person. It's not that you're not a cunt, you are, it's just that you <laughs> oh. found your tribe. Uh, yeah, wholeheartedly, yeah. I, I, I embrace the, uh, the the full cuntiness, absolutely. But, to be honest, yeah, I can you just build like a Facebook group called the Tribe of Cunts? You see like who joins? I think we just piss everyone off. It'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, you know, I think fucking, I think half the people that I'm connected with would, would dive in with with glee and abandon for sure. <laughs> yes, they're diving into cunts. It's basically what yeah. we do. Yeah. Yes. It's just like not anymore. Not anymore. Just just the one now. Just the one. Let, let's see. We've actually kind of jumped in about eight minutes in this show, if not, and we've already swore a hell of a lot more than most people would realize. <laughs> it's like, god damn it! It's like, who cares? Yeah. All right, that sounds well, pretty cool. What I love is the fact that you actually use something really basic, like a baseline persuasion trigger that, you know, you can pick that shit up from Influence by uh, Robert Cialdini and just basically reverse engineer it online. Absolutely, man. That That is, you know, uh, there's people slate books and, you know, I'm, I'm fucking, I consume books, but... And, actually implement the techniques and obviously i've got mentors and and everything else but yeah if if you want to be successful there's there's three books that i recommend you read and, and i'll say this and i've said it before and i'll say it again is influence persuasion and how to win friends and influence people and with those you know there, there's loads more but with those as a solid baseline you can't really go wrong i was going to add one more to that go for it man what's what, what one the concise 48 laws of power. And I say the concise because the big one's like 500 pages long. Concise 48 laws of power is only like, it, it's a tiny book. You can get through it in like a couple of days uh, yeah, if you're really slow. And Robert Greene's a fucking G. I mean, uh, my, uh, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. For just, I, I would actually, if, if, if we're going down that route, I would actually, before people do go off and read that is read Machiavelli, the Prince, and oh. then, and then read that. Well, yeah, of course. It's such an amazing freaking book, like series. I mean, Machiavelli himself, um, the Prince is probably one of my favorites. There's a lot of good books. Like, there's a lot of amazing books. Oh, too many, too many, man, too many. Yeah, I mean, by, yeah, by the way, guys, you will actually randomly hear me type things because I'm making notes of stuff, so I'm sorry if that annoys you, but, yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so on to the upside of happiness there. I actually never really met that many people that don't like books. I mean, I think it's like a requirement to be my friend is you have to be a book nerd. If you're not, we can't be friends. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's one thing that, and again, it kind of ties in with your your first question, is I always tell people that if you want to be successful in life, I mean, there's there's, there's lots of elements, let's say. There, there's lots of things we need. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, just to be interested in people and fucking be interesting yourself as, as well. You know, if you've got nothing to talk about and if you can't, what I see, certainly in, in the little social media bubble, is a lot of people just constantly spout business shit, which is fine. It's their thing, all for it. But business gets boring after a while. If you, if you can't have actually a personality and talk about a whole range of different stuff, then fuck, you're, you're not going to get very far. You know, all, all work and no play makes PD a very dull boy. Yep. You know? I agree. I mean, like one of the big things I definitely want to discuss with you is um, how the hell to actually do that. Because like I've got, well, you spoke to Joss earlier, and Joss is like my, he is basically my little bro. He tells mm. me off of the shit so often, which is why I'm doing um, right now while we're recording this. I'm doing Mark uh, Whitehand's thirty day challenge thingy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like thirty things to know about me. I'm like, yeah, I'll totally do that because this is gonna be fun. But Joss literally turned around to me and he goes, the fuck are you not talking about the other stuff that you do? I was like, why? He goes, you do know that you're actually quite interesting. I was like, I am? He was like, yeah. Like, for <laughs> instance, to give you an idea, some shit I don't really talk about is I actually built a jet engine from scratch. Like, what? To, yeah. Like, and I, I don't have a degree in engineering. What I have is I walked into my friend's lab and saw his equation and I fixed his equation. He was like, do you want to come on board and work on this thing? I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Just start building, like, just start fucking with the engine parts because I thought it would be funny. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you don't tell anyone this shit. I was like, yeah, why would I? I mean, it's just my own interest. He goes, talk to people about that because you clearly have fun. Like, I'm a martial artist through and through and anyone mm. that spends, you know how John Demartini likes to say, spend like any time with anyone and within five minutes they use, and let them talk freely. Within five minutes, they kind of go towards what they love to talk about. Of course. Any five-minute conversation with me will lead down the path of martial arts and fights, like almost yeah, well, immediately. Yeah, and and that's and and to be honest with you, that is a huge, huge. When it comes to sales, and I'm, I'm going to draw it back to sales. What the fuck? And, and you know this from from when you write your copy is the one thing that people love to talk about is themselves. Yeah, and story selling. And I know Mark does you know story selling, and he does it well. But uh -huh, story. Thank you for bringing up my my course name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Plug and ten percent commission. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 been around been around forever. How to be interesting is just 
again, it's it's kind of catch twenty two. You've got to be interested in stuff yourself. I know people that literally fucking lock themselves away and you know go down the full Gary V route of hustle twenty five hours a day, eight days a week, you know, till their fucking eyes bleed. It's it, it works, but it's not sustainable, man. You've got to you've just got to be interested in stuff like everything. I take inspiration from the weirdest shit from Mm -hmm. literally I put a sales pitch up around picking up cat shit from my cat litter tray. Uh, (laughs) And and, I know, and it closed the deal, but toe cracker, I had this discussion with toe cracker who, you know, and obviously we'll give a shout out to on this. Um, Big brother, uh, big brother, Trev. Yeah, man, just a legend. But, you know, people walk around with their eyes wide shut and there's there's inspiration from everywhere. And for those who are struggling to be interesting, is it is. It's as simple as if you do, read a fucking book, watch a, watch a film, you know. And, and I know that's something we, we're going to get onto as well, films and <laughs> a specific genre, um, let's uh-huh. say. But uh, yeah, just, you know, anything. Go for a fucking walk, join a gym do something and let people talk about their stuff. And then you can talk with them about your stuff and build relationships. That is what it's all about. Oh, massively. Like one of the things that really helped a friend of mine out when he was moving to a new city, I think he moved to Tokyo, um, fellow jujitsu guy. First words Mm. he put up on his Facebook were, Hey guys, I'm new to Tokyo. Could you guys just share this to anyone and just put it in a couple of groups? Um, I love jujitsu. I love photography. This is the stuff I'm doing. Anyone want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> Within mm-hmm. a week, had like a whole new friend circle. And he was like, cool, I just go do this. And he was like, how did you go do these things? He's like, honestly, I just asked, does anyone know anyone else? And everyone was like, yeah, come in, just go do it. Because no yeah. one's, no one's going to know what you're interested in until you fucking say it out there. And now to jump on to our favorite subjects, because not... and. It connects, and I'll show you how. Video games, story, and particularly movies. Absolutely. What I fucking love is how the gaming industry is the best place to actually pick up the best story, in my opinion. Mm. Because it's so emotive. I wrote about this the other day, which was whenever I chill out and relax, because my brain is just, you know, I've been writing, I've been writing direct response copies since I was like 12. So my Mm. brain is like geared towards seeing shit constantly, and so is yours. Um, it's kind of like a little genius thing we love. Yay. <laughs> um, it's whenever I feel an emotion from watching a movie or playing a game, I like to note down what the emotion is and what triggered it. And then yeah. like reverse engineer that shit into my copy. Like I'm obsessed with the theater production Hamilton right now. Mm. And, um, I never used to be I actually hated. I never wanted to watch Hamilton. Um, because my ex partner, she was obsessed with Hamilton like to the point that annoyed me like i was like <laughs> she would sing out of tune it was terrible so i was like i'm not gonna listen to this then i was like okay i'm gonna listen to one song and yeah. i'm a huge fan of hip-hop and rap and stuff so listening to this i immediately was like okay this is the greatest shit ever let's keep going and see what <laughs> happens um and i recreate that now with games gears I, I tell this to every guy or every girl that basically comes in and says how could i become a better copywriter i'm like spend six hours watching if you don't want to spend money and actually take the shortcuts spend six hours on youtube watching every cutscene from gears of war 
one, two, yep. and three, and then note down the emotional plays. Because when you see that game, it builds up so much emotion for you that every death feels personal. It's like the greatest thing. It's like George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, but way more intense because it's a small group of people. Mm. Um, there's that, and now our favorite part, which is, of course, movies. And mm-hmm. anyone that tells Pete the ending of Black Panther before today gets a kick in the nuts. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will send people around their houses if if anyone does spoil Black Panther for me because I've not yet seen it. Yeah, all I'm allowed to say is that it's amazing, and he will love it, and probably gush in his pants a little bit, just just <laughs> as, just as everyone would that watches this movie. Yeah, um, I already am a little bit, but uh, yeah, and no, I should uh, should be good. And you know, just to agree with what you said there, there's so many you know games, movies. It, there's there's a whole and this is probably a, a whole separate episode in it of itself. There's there's so many tie-ups uh, that you can use from the gaming industry and actually apply not just to building relationships or influencing people, but actually modeling your you know your actual business after them. It's insane. But anyway, yeah. So let's let's get on to superheroes now. I'm actually going to ask you because I know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this a little bit, and I, <laughs> and, and I know you, you you've promised me this, so you can't deny it. But you do. You've got a unique talent whereby you can recreate someone's voice. Yeah, I used to be a voice actor, and people on my show have heard this before. But for Pete, because he's never heard it, I promised him I would do this on air. Mm. But yeah, got to do it for me. You got to yeah. do it for me. Go on, just just introduce just, yourself in that voice. Uh, I'm gonna do it. The voice he's talking about is obviously my Elmo voice. If you guys haven't heard that, say. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about that. Uh, no, all joking aside, it's actually um, my Joker voice because <clears throat> Heath Ledger's Joker was like it was weirdly influential on me because I resisted watching The Dark Knight for so long after Heath's death. I think I didn't watch The Dark Knight for three years. Um, Like, I never watched it when it came out of theaters. I didn't watch it until, like, three years later, and I was like, the hype's died down. I Mm. can kind of watch this, because I I wasn't over Heath Ledger's death, because he's such a great actor and such an influence uh, on my voice career, which a lot of people don't know about, but he was one of the big, like, actors I looked at, because he was a method actor, but someone I could relate to, because he was only a little bit older than me. Um, so when he did joke, I was like, holy crap. And I, Pete, you know this, I don't do anything by halves. I, no. I, if I'm the same with you, we, we're just kind of like, if we're in, we're all in. So I was like, if I'm going to do, um, Joker's voice, if I'm going to learn Heath Ledger's voice, I have to learn it properly. So for you and the audience, for Pete specifically, <clears throat> I'm going to do two man. of these. Hold on, I'm going to character for this. Ah, 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 he, ha, who, he, ha. And I thought, my jokes are bad. Now, let me tell you about this podcast that Pete and this guy named Adel are doing. This entire show is geared towards the crazy and the unusual events of life. But yeah, that's basically uh, my huge pleasure. That's awesome. That's awesome. That that in of itself is is worth a, a, a podcast just just to hear that. <laughs> uh, I actually, my friend Lucas Ricky, I can't even say his surname, but you know Lucas, copywriting uh, mentor dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his yeah. wife, um, like Lucas, I've been trying to get my show for absolutely ages, but like for some reason our timing's completely off. His mm-hmm. wife Jex is who I really want on the show. Sorry, Lucas, you're cool, but like your wife's cooler. She's a voice actress as well. <laughs> Um, we were actually going to do an entire show as Joker and Harley because she does Harley's voice. 
Oh man, you need to. You so need the entire to do that. show would just be amazing. It's like just the giggles and the laughs, uh, <laughs> amazingly. So my question. So I have a question for you as well, based on this. Who would you say is your favorite supervillain? Like from DC, Marvel, any of them. Who's your favorite supervillain from the comics universe? Supervillain. I mean, Joker is up there. I mean, for sure. In actual, yeah, I, in, in actual fact, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Joker because he is, you know, he is literally the the polar opposite of Batman. And, you know, um, but yeah, Batman for me wouldn't exist without the Joker. Um, and, and he just makes it, you know, it's you can see. Um, and if you know, if, if you know comics and if you know the various sort of backstories, it's, you know, it's it's so applicable to real world um but yeah no for for me yeah for for my answer might be different tomorrow um especially after i see black panther i guess but yeah for me in in the comics world it's got to be joker but i love just just to digress before you jump in there Uh i love the anti-hero i love you know i love deadpool i love the punisher i Mm -hmm. love the and and i guess there's a metaphor there but i love the bad guy done good Oh, I agree. I think that's probably... Well, I'd say that's probably more you naturally, in my opinion. Because you were the bad guy who turned good. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I, I now use my my skills for the greater good. I can... Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. You do know when we meet up that you're going to have to dress up as the Punisher, right? <laughs> Just the FYI. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine, man. I'm going to go Joker, you go Punisher, and we'll just okay. take a photo together and be like, who's crazier? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I'll go full Frank Castle. Not a problem there. Not uh, a problem. By the way, just a side note, if you haven't seen it already, watch, in my opinion, I'd say Daredevil is probably one of the... So I uh, the initial rank was Daredevil was the top Marvel Netflix show you could watch. Mm. Uh, but now it's actually changed. It's, it's a Punisher and then De- a Devil. Like, Daredevil builds up such a it's perfectly done because Luke Cage is good, Jessica Jones is good, Iron Fist is okay, and Defenders is okay, but they seem longer than they need to be, if that makes sense. 100%. Like, like they drew it out longer. Whereas Daredevil is like, it's 12 episodes, and you only need 12 episodes to get the show done, and the second season's like 15, but it's like way more in-depth and way more like gritty, and you got the Punisher coming in doing this crazy Frank Castle murdering spree. And then you got, like, the Punisher, which is, like, essentially the anti-hero, but again, it's long, but it's the perfect length to get people invested in the character, understand who he is, find out his motives, and work backwards, and I love that. So, I love the fact that your favorite supervillain is the Joker. I agree. Uh, Mine would be the same, just simply because I love him, but the problem... The problem therein lies, it's kind of, if you were to extrapolate this for people who listen to this for business reasons, if you were to extrapolate this into the business world, what you need is you need an adversary. Mm, You always do. Um, Whether that's a real one or a made up one. I mean, and if you're trying to look at, oh, what do you mean a made up one? I'm going to get political for a second. Look at the wars in name a country. Okay. There is no actual place that you should be in a quote unquote war right now. Nearly everything is basically a made to keep the war machine turning. For sure. Like if you look no. at it from that perspective, it makes a lot more sense. So you can either invent an adversary, meaning I'm for this and against this. That's one way of doing it. Uh, tribe of cunts as an idea, <laughs> as a joke. That is a for versus against. We're for being dickish, cuntish, and actually having a good time while being your true self. That's what you stand for. Whereas Absolutely. 
it deters people that don't like the word cunt. They don't like to be abrasive. They don't like to be blah, blah, blah. They don't like to do all these things. And, and mm. you have like those different areas, myself included. I'm kind of coming out of my shell right now. Like Good. you, well, Pete, you've seen it. You've fucking yeah. seen like my posts are getting longer. I'm enjoying myself a little bit more. It's not just business talk. I'm putting random shit out there about what I love. And it's, it's building up as who I am because for fucking ages, I was so behind the curtains. Like, I don't want anyone to see me. I'm like, fuck it go out there do this thing but with your business if you're looking at okay i don't want to i you either have an adversary a frenemy of uh, so to say or a fremesis a Hmm. friendly nemesis that you're friends with on facebook but you hate their guts or you don't like what they're doing everything they do should drive you from now on because that is that is your batman or your joker depending on which side of the fence you want to sit on Um, absolutely yeah and that in in of itself to to loop back to something you know how did i I'm not going to be as arrogant and say I fucking exploded on the scene. And, you did uh, fucking you know. explode on the scene. Well, you know. Um, you but it's 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 a tactic, you know. It is me, um, but as you know, you, you've seen my Facebook. Let, let's look at the little bubble of Facebook. Um, I just take the piss and I have fun. I don't, I don't write posts for anyone else necessarily apart from myself they amuse me and it would appear they amuse other people as well if, if we're talking if, if we're talking about that little bubble um yeah it's it's a tactic it is me you know i'm, I'm the fucking same and i think as well and another valid business point there and, and this is one people should definitely apply is we know story you know, storytelling and story selling works. We know that, but I think people buy into the actual realness. You know, I'm, I am, uh, I, I guess, uh, an anti-hero for for those that don't know me. I I spent time inside. I used to be a coke dealer, um, and I just sort of literally. I, I will say this: I I don't condone it. Um, I don't regret it because it was fucking. It was fun, um, but I literally ran it as a business i picked those skills up because it's a high pressure you know it demands performance and i literally picked those skills up and moved them into the legitimate business world yeah i mean that's what you need to do it's essentially it's you can find those skills anywhere Mm. i I mean everyone's got their thing but the truth is and this is something that very few people actually freaking get don't get actually don't frown upon what made you great and that's the thing i I, oh i regret doing this motherfucker don't regret what made you good no absolutely i i i regret nothing you know i I, as i said this before on joss's uh podcast as well um i regret in hindsight you know maybe i i was quite far removed from that side of things but i regret potentially people could have got hurt through the commodity that I was selling, and that's what it was to me—a commodity. Um, but yeah, fuck, I—you know—it was—it was awesome. I'm not going to deny the fact there was money coming in. There was the glamour, you know. I got, I got the uh, I got the character um, and and respect. It, yeah, it was awesome. Don't do it, but yeah, it was it was great. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, that's something I do want to tell everyone here is just because you did something one way and it worked and so on and so forth. So that, that experience is perfect. It's like the same thing I'd say to anyone, go do door-to-door sales for six months, but don't do it longer than that because it will fucking cleave your soul in two. Mm. 
but I wouldn't wish that same thing on my worst enemy at the same time. It's like, yes, there's experience there, and it's legal, but, you know, it's still fucking painful. But at the same time, you don't want to do something that's illegal and get yourself in trouble just to learn a sales skill that you can pick up elsewhere. I mean, that's one no. thing. But it, Abs- it, it made you who you, were, who you are today, and it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Now, jumping from that, my favorite question for you is, because we know who your favorite anti-hero might be. Actually, your favorite anti-hero. Is it Frank Castle or Deadpool? Who you got? Uh, purely just for the, the the sense of humor is Deadpool. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait for Deadpool too. That's going to oh, be an amazing movie. Fucking awesome! Yeah, can't the tr- wait. the trailer alone made me giggle my uh, ass off so hard. I know, that. I know, right? I know. <laughs> um, so, who's your favorite like pure goody two shoes hero? And Batman doesn't count because he's anti hero. Yeah, he he is. Yeah, he he's anti hero light. Um, in terms of actual you know, goody, goody. And I think this is the thing. Every hero has that kind of edge, don't they? You look at the Green Lanterns and, and various, they, they've all got their their, their foils. But I think, see, I, I love Superman, but I don't want to be as cliche as fucking and just say Superman because every fucker says Superman. Um, I think for me, you know, there's there's no real real when you think about it there's no real real goody two shoes superhero i yeah. don't believe and uh, there, there, there's there's not because even superman and it you know we could go miles back into comics history and again that that's a separate podcast on its own but fucking yeah ev- everyone's got flaws and and that in of itself is a business lesson everyone's got an edge everyone's got a past everyone's got shit um so yeah, I, I, I mean, give me a list of three. Who would you define as proper goody goody, you know, squeaky clean superheroes? I can't, I can't actually think. If we're going that deep, I can't fucking think of one. Yeah, no, there isn't one. I'd say Spider Man's up there, but he's even got like some shit that he's done that's kind of like iffy. Yeah, you know, and I guess you could say, let's look at Spider Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Spider Man again. Phenomenal phenomenal story backstory but and this is influence in of itself uh and i won't go too much into this but you look at when he got infected with venom you know and and venom took him over um he did bad shit everyone does bad shit it's how you it's how you bounce back and it's how you hold yourself and that's a sales lesson as well but it's how you actually come back from let's say your fall from grace um that's the key and that can be applied off to customer service right through to just generally fucking up in in the real world it's how you come back everyone makes mistakes it's how you come back that is the key yeah it is i mean there's enough times where i fucked up with clients and the first thing i said to them look i fucked up i'm really sorry you take ownership of that shit and you'd be surprised how quickly that dissolves no yeah and that's where most people go wrong is i I make mistakes almost daily. Yeah, we're, we're all human. Anyone that says they're perfect is just lying to you and trying to sell but... you something. Yeah, sales is you know you, you you cut me and I bleed sales and and we're all selling even when you know even when we don't get any money for it we sell to our missus we sell to kids if you've got them we sell to you know everywhere everything in life is sales and negotiation pretty much, um, but yeah it's. 
it applies man yeah and that's where people go wrong is they they make a mistake they fuck up and they try and i've i've done it i've been massively guilty of it in in my younger years i just lied tried to lie my way out of it and as my mentor says a lie takes care of the present but it has no future and that's so fucking true that is that is so true indeed now curiously one thing I will have to say right now is for those that actually feel like they have to lie all the time about who they are, ask yourself why you do it. Mm. Like, what's the validating thought that you're running with? Because for me, when I used to do this, it was because I didn't want people to see me for who I was. Mm. So I was, I was terrified. Because something, um, you know Delora, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was talking to her about this and she was like, something that she said to me that was quite cutting was... She was like, you're quite dominant as a human being. Like, once you get to talk to you, like, okay, this motherfucker knows his shit and he will basically take control of what he needs to take control. But you see me in other places, you're like, why is he acting the way he is? And what you realize is down to nurturing, like how you're mm. nurtured. Like for me, me and my part, like my dad essentially nurtured me so I wouldn't act up growing up. Mm. And of course that impacts, you know, how you behave in other areas and shit. That's fine. Um... It's what you do. So as soon as I took ownership of that shit going, okay, that's no longer going to affect me. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to be this way. I'm going to be the real me. You start seeing like a shift with everyone else around you. Mm. And the cool thing about it is you can't fake who you are all the time. No. That's like you, fucking like not. You, you'll fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool them all the time. Like, I'll tell you this much from people that I do know, like yourself, like Trevor, like Shane, and a bunch of other people that are good. The real ones, they'll call you out on your shit. Mm -hmm. That's one, uh, or they'll just disappear. Spot on. And, you know, it's when you look at it, uh, let, let's talk persuasion. Uh, when you look at life through a persuasion filter, there's there's loads of different techniques we can use. But generally those that are being their true selves and, and letting go of all their shit and trying to put that you know mask on of whatever you you just get seen for it, as you say quite rightly you may fall and and will you know you will fall in fact not may you will fall people um but long game and that's what i always look at is is long term you've got no fucking future with it because the real ones what i call the one percent and when i say one percent i'm not just talking financially the one percent they will see through your shit they will fucking call you out on it and more often than not it's done publicly and it's just it's not worth even trying and when we start to, you know i'm not going to get all fucking woo woo and unicorn shit but when we actually embrace who we are people invest time and money into you it's it's as simple as that be yourself be interesting and be interested in people people will buy into you Oh, yeah. No, they will. I mean, and they'll help you. Yep. They will actually help you. Those, uh, those gentlemen that actually, I'm not going to name them uh, publicly because we have this agreement. There was a time where um, I couldn't fucking make anything work. I was going through like a complete bottomed out, you know, when you just hit that bottomed out part of your sales career, where you're like, man, everything I'm doing is just turning to shit and you don't know why. I don't know if you ever hit that. I have. Mm. Um, I think everyone does to some degree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when I hit that point, it's basically how you prepare for those downfalls. I'm an idiot because I didn't prepare, even though I'd been there a couple of times. Like, it's never going to come back. I'm like, please, you know it's going to come back. So this is me publicly saying I made this mistake. Yeah. I, sp <clears throat> I spoke to this guy about it, and his first thing was like, I fucking love you, Adil. I was like, why? He goes, because you're just a good dude. 
this mm. outlet just giving and sharing and being your real you you know as you are he goes let me help you and he literally just sent me money yeah i was like the fuck he was like yeah here you go and he's like here's a here's a thousand dollars buy some ads get your shit sorted mm. yeah it, it happens and the the thing is as well to to loop right back to the beginning uh when when we had about a hundred uh uses of the word cunt um and get another one in there for for shits and giggles um the the tactic one of the tactics i use and it is a tactic but it's still real is polarization um now there is let's look at the word cunt yeah in england it's used as you call your mates cunts all right cunt um but it does put people off Mm -hmm. it and Again, one one thing I will bang on about day in, day out is it's better to be someone's shot of whiskey than everyone's cup of tea. And you do. I, I don't necessarily believe in the complete law of attraction, but you do. When you're yourself, you attract the right tribe. You attract people that it's fun to be around. They'll invest in you with time and money. And that is, you know, that that for me is key. So I I polarize a lot because I'm not your, let's say, standard um, marketer, uh, although I do use Facebook for marketing. Um, but I don't pitch myself. I, I'm just I am just myself. And that. It sells, you know, being yourself, you actually will make money. It's it's scary to put yourself out there. There, there is going to people that generally dislike you and i'm cool with that but yeah it's just be yourself and actually you will find it's much much easier once you get through that initial fucking period it's a lot easier to actually maintain because you're authentically you rather than this bullshit fairy light made up version of of yourself it's easy yep Life just gets a lot simpler when you start being yourself. And honestly, something that really works for me is the moment I dropped the act that I was like, okay, cool. It wasn't really an act. It was more or less just like a a downplay of yourself, of myself. What I found was um, stress just drops, dude. Like you don't have Mm. to carry like this big weight on your shoulders and you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm good. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's fine. Um, And someone that really, really helped me with this was uh, Tanya. Okay. She's fucking awesome at like just getting uh Whitam. You know who I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like really cool at like doing this stuff. She was like, listen here, motherfucker. She knows because she knows about how I grew up and she's like, I relate to you entirely, Adel, but here's the thing. Seriously, why are you not talking about this? Like, okay, fair enough. Go yeah. out there and talk about it. But again, don't dwell on that shit, is what I'm saying. It's like if it's something bad, mention it and then mention the lesson. Because if you don't, then people are going to think you're like a whiny little bitch and you you don't want to be that person. A hundred percent as well. And just to throw in there quickly as well, purely from an influence and persuasion technique, if you do that and if you get your shit, the, the bad stuff that's happened to you out into the, the wild, it takes the power out of it. You know, when people and you will get haters in this, you know, in this world and fair play, but they can't use it against you because you've just taken its fucking energy away. If you admit all this shit, especially if you're using a social platform to, you know, to, to market yourself, you just take the power away from whatever it is you've done that is wrong by 
society's norms, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, entirely on that one, something that you just actually mentioned as well, like, it just reminds me of 8 Mile, like Eminem from 8 Mile. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way he wins, he literally just takes away his opponent's weapons. Yeah. And that's... then just destroys them. Yeah, that, that that's all you need to do. And you can use that... I said, you know, I, I, it's brilliant for me and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like good for my soul where I used to use, and they've certainly increased because I've studied uh, from a lot of people and I've learned a lot and I've implemented a lot, but I now use influence and, and persuasion techniques for the, the, the greater good, but they, they can be, they can be used. Yeah. If you take, if you take someone's weapons away, if you take, the negative shit and and admit it show you've learned and moved on and there was a lesson and share that lesson it's a brilliant way to story sell my friend brilliant way oh yeah definitely you can turn anything you want into that so yeah on to my favorite part of the show uh are my two favorite questions on this Okay. And the first one is, uh, you know me, I don't like fucking asking questions. I don't like having pre-mandated questions, but this is one of my, like the two things I fucking love asking. Number one, when you had your ass handed to you, like down and out, I don't know the fuck I'm going to do, possibly when you came out uh, from being in or just mm-hmm. some other time, how did you raise your confidence to get yourself back up? Kick the shit out of myself, you know. There was... I was a very, very angry person, very, and, and I still am to a degree, and I've managed to laser focus it, but I, I literally, I had to have strong words with myself. There was no fucker in this world at that particular time uh, that could help me, um, and I knew, I knew I needed help, but I was too fucking, I was too egotistical and too fucking arrogant to to ask for it but i had to literally lock myself a fucking way and just get on with something and you know being honest when when that happened it could have gone i could have when i got out of prison i could have gone down exactly the same route you know um of doing what i was doing it was there it, it was easy and i knew it um but yeah i i just literally had to lock myself away for days and have a really good strong talk to myself and i came out you know i came out of prison a much much better man than i went in 100 percent, much better um it's you know wasn't an ideal circumstance but yeah i i, I literally and then once i'd had you know, once i dropped my ego and once i lost a little bit of my fucking arrogance i asked for help that is all I did. I've, I found people that could genuinely help me and actually wanted to help me. They saw something in me and yeah, just, just fucking ask for help, man. And that's, I think when it comes to entrepreneurs and business owners, we're all fucking, you know, successful people or people on their way to success are gen generally, and I am generalizing here, pretty egotistical. Um, and we don't want to seem, to be weak by asking for help but fuck mm-hmm. that just 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 ask for help um that that is how i bounced back i had a, a very good network of help and that fucking works very good network of help but yeah i i needed to have some long deep and and 
dark discussions with myself before I, I basically dropped my fucking ego, lost it. Uh, and I have lost my ego, you know, it's still there to a degree, but the bullshit. Um, yeah, I, 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 I literally needed to lock myself away. Then I found people who could genuinely help me and wanted to help me. That's awesome. I love that. I'm glad that you actually did reach out to a lot of people because it makes life a lot simpler. Mm. Okay, so my favorite question for you is next. Shoot. It's very related to this. So if you were to give three pieces of advice to anyone listening right now, let's just say entrepreneurs are either struggling, getting their voice out, they don't know what they're doing. What three pieces of advice would you give them and why? Have fun. Life's too short to be fucking struggling and not enjoying it. You know, life is a struggle. Fuck, you could have 70 million in the bank and it would still be difficult. It's just different challenges, you know, nicer problems to have. But whatever you do, just fucking have fun with it. Enjoy it. Whether that's, you know, launching a business 17 years into a business. If you're not enjoying it, pivot, change, do it differently or, or you know, just have fun second bit of advice and i know we've touched on this is is be yourself lose your fucking ego um it's so much fucking easier and you get much more cool shit when you're genuinely yourself you get cool shit and cool shit happens uh and and third don't chase the money it's not you know once you stop actually if your skin on your ass fucking signing on the dole just neediness and desperateness. I've been there. I've fucking had to scrabble for a car to fucking eat that night, you know, looking for change in my car. But never chase the fucking cash. And that's, I say all these people, quick wins are great, but quick, easy money, the easier you earn fucking money, the easier it's spent. Just just build for the long term, you know, look at the bigger picture. Those would be the free bits of advice that I, I hope people would actually approach business and life, you know, business and life with. I hope so too. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff and we've covered a hell of a lot on the show. So guys, listen back to it. You will, you will get a, a ton of great value out of it. And Pete, thank you so much for taking the time to actually being here, man. Fucking love my pleasure. No, my absolute pleasure. I'm glad we got to do it. And, and yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in another cunt here just as before we wrap up, and I will be launching uh, in the very uh, near future a, a, a Facebook group for cunts. Feel free if you're a cunt to to come and be cunty. Yeah, seriously, I think it's gonna be called Tribe of Cunts, and I'm gonna be there. Just look for anything that has me and the word cunt in it. You'll probably find it. <laughs> Ado, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. Pete, it's been the exact same, my friend. I'm so glad to have you on, and hopefully we get you on another season. Oh, absolutely guys get check out pete's uh website lucidselling.com check out his group lucidselling.com like lucid selling as well on facebook um it's fucking amazing uh and yeah rate review leave us a rating comment whatever it is on the show i always love to like see and read them and pete thanks again my friend for being here my pleasure buddy been a pleasure take care guys see you on the next episode